We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Napa know-how. The Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings.com, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Use the promo code ROTOHOOPS when you deposit for a free contest entry today. That day, of course, is Friday, March 18th, 2016. Three amigos here with you, DJ Trainer. Shannon McEwen, Ken Kreitz. You can find us on Twitter, at TrainerDJ, at RotoShannon, and at Ken Kreitz. Of course, this podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. Feel free to leave a nice review on one of those venues. You know we'd love to have it. You can also go directly to the rotowire.com website and listen and download not only this podcast, but all of our great podcasts. Baseball is coming up, guys. I know we're getting into that. You can also get a free 10-day trial to the website using rotowire.com forward slash P-O-D. Um, baseball, we're shifting over to baseball. You guys are still staying strong into NBA, though, right? Well, we're celebrating in the Kreitz household. It's baseball and NBA overlap. It's Jersey Week with my son and I. We've been wearing sports jerseys all week. So I'm, I'm wearing my Mirasan bullets. I, jersey I, I was just going to ask: Does that mean you wore your Mirasan jersey every day? No, I've got many. Uh, I've got a, a David Ortiz for the boy. We wore Kevin Garnett yesterday for St. Patrick's Day, of course. Uh, what else we got? Uh, there's a Kreitz Boston Red Sox 40 for when I turn 40 that my brother bought me. We have a, a Northwestern Darnell Autry from the magical 1995-96 Rose Bowl season. The boy had the boy wear that. It's an excuse for me to berate him with more Northwestern sports history. <laughs> Stuff like that. I, despite my uh, 
constant request. I still haven't had a listener send me a Kelly Trapuca jersey, so I oh. I didn't wear any jerseys this week. That's oh. that's the jersey I would wear every day during Jersey Week. Well, and I got a new favorite. Uh, the wife ordered this for me on eBay. I think I've got a Mitchell and Ness John Riggins retro jersey coming for my birthday in April. The, the diesel baby. He had his own horn. Did you remember? It wasn't this. But they, they had this like big truck horn they would play when he got all those carries to get behind the hogs. DJ, do you uh, know who John Riggins is? No, not Are, at all. I thought you were oh talking about Friday God. Night Lights. You, d- you really Ball don't? MVP. No. Remember the remember the giant white guy fro mohawk he had on the Jets, Shannon, before he came to the Redskins. Just Google that, DJ, well, right now. I'm not. No, I'm not old enough to to remember him playing. Um, I just know who he is because, you know, I like sports. Evidently, DJ remember, doesn't. Remember when he got hammered at a DC charity event, passed out under the table where Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor told him to improve his behavior, and from under the table, Riggins said, Loosen up, Sandy baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can still get eBay t-shirts from that. Wait, that was an actual thing that happened? That was an actual thing that happened. Man. You gotta Google John Riggins, Loosen up, Sandy baby, and then also Google John Riggins Mohawk, and you'll probably order your own John <laughs> Riggins. I thought you were talking about Tim Riggins from uh, Friday Night Lights. Uh, heartthrob, Texas. <laughs> running back, Washington Redskins. Hey, Tim Riggins is a very good running back, too. Thank you very much. He, in the Hall of Fame? he just has a troubled pass. and, and uh, Yeah, he's good. So be, be in the Super Bowl? Before Mike Allstott, yeah, every okay. white running back was compared to John Riggins. That's I right. Gotcha. That's so right. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I understand. I, I did some Googling, and yeah, that guy looks like a character. Uh, let's talk about NBA, guys. Let's jump into it. Uh, there's no good transition, so let me just get us out of this deep we're black pit that we're in. Sir. Yeah, we're going to stay in Washington, for sure. The Wizards should still be called the Bullets. Got to uh, play in Philly, which that's got to feel like, like a vacation day. Like, aren't you just licking your chops as an NBA player saying, oh, the Sixers today, and then just giggle a little? It's like... It's to me, it's like when I go play on Wednesday nights with all the guys who I've played with for years, like I just know I'm going to have a better night. I know I'm going to be able to hit every shot I take um, and laugh and have a good time. Like that's what it is. It's like there's no nerves going into it. So if you're John Wall, you just kind of effortlessly have a triple double. Back to, and and for him a back to back triple double two games two triple doubles and I believe and is that it, does it still count as a triple double if it's against the Sixers? Yes, yes, it does. Asterisk those. Yeah, they they asterisk them just like steroids in baseball. <laughs> Sixteen points, thirteen rebounds, fourteen assists, and a couple of steals for you there as well. Shannon, though, you were talking. He was four of seventeen from the field. Uh, or he was. Him and Giannis were the two most expensive players on 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 the slate of games last night. But you were saying you actually faded Wall a little bit, and that worked out maybe not in your favor overall, but in terms of production per dollar value you found more value elsewhere yeah for for him specifically i mean it looks like he had a monster night and you should have had him in your lineup because anytime someone has a triple double but like you said he went four for 17 you know he he had nine turnovers he almost had a quadruple double. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, he actually, the, the turnovers what hurt him. That's what dra- dragged down his score. He, it's very rare that you see a player have a triple double and score less than 50 points in, in DFS, which is basically what happened with John Wall last night. Um, and you had a lot of, there are a lot of other point guard options I really liked, especially on the cheaper end. Um, I went with Shelvin Mack, who I thought was a must-play against Phoenix. Uh, once Gordon Hayward was ruled out, even even more so of a must-play. Um, and then also Ish Smith against John Wall. Uh, and, and Smith had a solid night. He, he and Mack both had, a, had 38 to 45 fantasy points, somewhere around there. Um, so those were two options that you get a lot cheaper and spend big elsewhere. Um, that's, that's just kind of something to consider when you're looking at those high-ticket price, th- those high-priced guys and for a DFS slate, is you you sometimes need them to... If you have enough cheaper guys projected to hit like 40, 45 points, you need those expensive guys to to hit that 60-point threshold just to make them worthwhile. So definitely consider that when you're constructing your uh, constructing your DFS lineups. Yeah, that's well, a great. Shannon, yeah, go for it. Smith, I think, is kind of a nice cheap point guard option, probably the rest of the year, right? I mean, they're just going to run him into the ground. 
Oh, I mean, who, who the heck else is going to play point? Philly? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he had he had twenty five shots last night, which just I mean that's the thing. He actually he was only nine for twenty five from the floor, two for seven from downtown. So if he actually if his shots fallen, he would have had a monster DFS night. He still had a really good one, um, but it could have been a lot better. Uh, another guy who on, on Philadelphia is going to have sustained value the rest of the season. Who had a big night last night is Nerlens Noel. Uh, 14 points, 16 rebounds, seven steals, career high. Um, almost, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. He he actually didn't have any blocks. That night could have been a lot better for him because he's usually good for a couple blocks. Um, but just a huge night from Nerlens. And with with Jaleel Okafor out for the rest of the year, there's Nerlens just going to blow up. He's going to get 35 minutes or so every night, and he should dominate, especially with the boards and the defensive stats. Let me ask you this, Shannon. Um, so Noel and Smith, I've been using them regularly throughout the year, and I was using Okafor when he was back and healthy. He's not anymore, obviously. But there's still lots of minutes to go around. If you look at the starting five, everybody played at least 30 minutes. Besides those three people that we mentioned, and obviously not Okafor here, have you been dipping into the 76ers pool for DFS consideration? And so some of those guys, obviously, um, that you would be willing to consider would be Jeremy Grant, Isaiah Cannon, Hollis Thompson. Even Carl Landry has been valuable over the last couple days. Last night, some people may have gotten burned by him only playing 11 minutes off the bench, although hopefully you saw that he wasn't starting and you didn't utilize him but in general have you been using other sixers yeah a guy like landry he he got extra value because jeremy grant was out for a couple games with concussion covington's still out um i do like grant grant's one of my recommended plays for friday night he's fifty two hundred dollars on DraftKings. i think he's a solid option he'll never have like eye-popping numbers but he'll do what he did on thursday which is 13 points five rebounds three blocks and a steal pretty solid for somebody that's only gonna you're only gonna spend five grand on um the other guy that i really like is is covington so uh, he was getting really good usage before he got injured so as soon as he comes back and and re-enters starting lineup i'm going to be plugging him in on a regular basis yeah most definitely covington is somebody i have well documented I, i i like him too much to the point where i suggest him too often and i probably have him in too many leagues uh, but whatever you have those players uh get you a lot of threes and a lot of steals i like that a lot um we'll move on to the next game on the slate here guys uh taking a look at toronto's win over indiana uh Jonas Valanciunas uh dealing with that left hand contusion did not play last night which means that Bismack Biombo snuck La into Pantera, the- baby <laughs> Snuck into the starting five, plays 42 minutes. Let me read this stat line off because it is a monster one. 16 points, 25 rebounds. 25 rebounds. Team record for the Black Panther. Yeah, 25 rebounds. It's unbelievable. And two blocks. Now, he had been splitting time on the court with Valanciunas to begin with, but it was more of like a 24-24 split, uh, essentially. Now, with 42 minutes on the court, I mean, you have to consider him all over the place, right? And if he was on the waiver wire anywhere, you got to run out, grab him, even if he only plays one or two more games. We're in the final leg of rotisserie leagues. I know some head-to-head leagues have already started. Most of mine will start next week. Um, Season long, where's your pulse, Shannon, on Bismack Biombo? I I actually am not big on picking him up. I I, I think you and he, I both owned him and dropped him this time in the keeper league this year. Yeah, I mean, there's stretches where you'll pick him up, and it's because Valanciunas is, is out, or you know maybe the Raptors are shorthanded elsewhere, and Biombo's in one of those two will get minutes at the four. But there's there's not much upside once Valanciunas returns. It's what we've seen the the dozen or so games leading up to uh, this week. So I mean, if you can pick him up in for for tonight's slate of games, just in case you know, uh, Val misses another game, then I'd pick him up. But come Monday when waiver wires run, he might not have this much value anymore. We, we on Rotowire have uh, Valanciunas, also known as the Big Science, coming back tonight against Boston. But that it's also a game time decision, so I wouldn't bank on Big Science plan tonight. Do you guys know why he's the Big Science? By the way, no. Drake says his pump fake will take you to school. Wow. That will not get you any extra fantasy points. Though. Drake's not very good at making up nicknames. Like the reason behind <laughs> that, I don't like it. He's a poet. And I, yeah. I mean, what he's he, doing well for himself. He's trying to rip yeah. off like the big fundamental, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. But that doesn't. 
the yeah. big science. Uh, nah, I, I'm okay with it. Shaq is the only one who should be dishing out nicknames. He's given the NBA half of their nicknames. He he's he's great at that. Other uh, Valanciunas nicknames? Valanciunas? Uh, not so much. I call him a, a low double double guy. And he gets you like ten points and eleven rebounds every single night, but that not much more than that. My mom's a low DD, double D. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Oh, once again, we always have to have one line in there for uh, DJ's mom <laughs> to win that or grandma. Oh, grandma, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that now, I associate with these people. I will do better. Are we concerned about Paul George <laughs> still shooting 41% for the season here in Indiana? Is that just going to happen for the rest of the way out? Because they don't have, you know, they're not, they don't have a plethora of other scoring options, though certainly Monta Ellis has done nicely for him. It's been tough for George, right? I mean, he's had some stretches. It's basically like really streaky this year. And that he started off the season on fire. Um, he's he admitted at certain stretches that the extra workload has really kind of yeah. Yeah, let me jump toll. in here. What, what's going on? I hated that. By the way, like they, you're a superstar and you're one of the superstars right. in the league. Extra workload. You should be thanking Frank Vogel that you're allowed to take more shots, allowed to handle the ball more often. I have not really appreciated Paul George this year. It just proves that he should be like the second or third option on a team. Like that's Whoa, what he, that's he, how he, he going down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Whoa. He's like, uh, like, like he's he, he can't handle it. He can't be the number one guy. I think that's that's what it says to me. They, I mean, they challenged in the East back when. I mean, when LeBron was with the Cavs before he went to Miami, hey, these I, were the two best teams, and I he lo- led them to the. He I led love the charge. Paul George, but no team is going to. That comment alone makes me believe that no team with him as the number one star will win a championship. Wow, he's going to need to team up with somebody better than him, which means a top ten NBA player. That's a well. It kind of seems like the NBA is going that way anyway, right? Um, and so maybe you know that statement doesn't hold as much clout as maybe it has in the pa- over the past ten years or something like that. But it is an interesting statement because I've been making that argument for about I should say Carmelo Anthony this whole time, but I've never heard anybody say it about Paul George. I think you're probably right, just because the move to power forward he didn't appreciate that that much, and then he moved back to small forward and he didn't appreciate the transition. And he's just I don't know if he's making excuses for himself or he genuinely just needs like five to ten games to. Tra- transition back to position to position it doesn't make any sense to me it just seems like a lot of unnecessary bickering but you know what the Cavs are the best team in the east and they bicker with the best of them maybe he's just trying to model himself after the uh, best team in the eastern conference that's possible it's really weird to me though because I I watch this guy I love the way he plays I, I love his game I think he's great I would actually argue like he's one of the seven best players in the NBA but those comments alone just make me think nah he doesn't have it in him like yeah. th- that, nothing else goes into my rationale behind it except for that. It's like, all right, well, you don't have that killer instinct, so I just don't believe in you as much anymore. Yeah, fair enough. Wow, mm. I've well, never heard anybody... something better than Hill at uh, power forward. Also, if they're going to progress, and I'm not sure how I feel about George Hill as a starter, even though everyone talks about what a quality guy he is, I just don't see him being a championship caliber point guard. Uh, yeah, I'm, he can be a, a championship caliber point guard, but not with this five. You got to have, like Shannon said, yeah, you got to have a Paul George, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, you know, I don't know, like Dwight Howard or something. Not Dwight Howard. That's a bad example. But you have to have multiple other scores. He can be a reliable point guard who can play good defense, but um, you know, he's he's got to be your fifth option on the court. I mean, the Pacers are a lot like the Raptors, where man just a giant donut at power forward you know or at center wherever you consider miles turner to be like i don't know how the pacers and raptors get away with such a huge hole in their starting lineup well the miles turner thing that will not be a hole in a couple years that 20 year old kid is uh got a bright future yeah i mean i mean the other you know who they're gonna pair down low with turner seems to be a gaping hole and similarly louis scola getting minutes in toronto like how is how are these I don't know. How are both these teams doing so well when they such question marks of power forward? But yeah, no, I the Raptors is the is the most puzzling for me because essentially they have two players and that's it. And they I mean, you can call Valanciunas what you want to, but uh, he's he by no means is he anything more than like a slightly very slightly above average player. He's a low double D as you would say. I yes. call him a, a almost all-star caliber player yeah oh yeah that's right we already fought about this yeah. <laughs> we fought about this not, you know i'm just gonna picture shannon's mom every time i see valentunas now 
<laughs> you know what I'm going to picture right now? I'm going to try so hard. Phoenix against Utah. I'm going to picture that game in my 69 head. points for the Suns. Ugh. 103 oh. for the Jazz. The Suns. Uh, they shown they've shown signs of improvement with Brandon Knight moving back into the lineup. But when when Devin Booker is your best player on the team, and he's a rookie and he's the youngest player in the NBA. While he's had amazing performances, he's going to give you duds like last night. Three for fourteen from the field, three turnovers, a minus forty one <laughs> on plus or minus. That might be that might be that, that might be a, a twenty sixteen record. I don't I don't think I've seen anything like that this year but yeah is the is the the dfs window closed on booker and lynn lynn now the knight's back i mean they all they all got booker had 14 shots knight had 16 and and uh, lynn had 15 no Uh, that window is definitely still open on both of those two Uh, i mean one utah's not a good matchup i mean they're a slower paced team they're they're solid defensively it's a bad matchup for anyone um, the fact that Booker and Len still are getting, they're going to get over 30 minutes every game. They're going to get shots. I mean, we, you talked about how inefficient Alex Len is last week, and that remained true on, on Thursday night with the four for 15 performance, but he still had 12 rebounds, finished with 10 points. I love him for Friday night. He's one of my, he's one of my recommended picks for Friday night because he's under $7,000 now. Um, he, He's a decent center option when on a night where I don't think there's a ton, um, and he plays the Lakers, so it's it's really all about matchup. You just got to pick your spots with guys like that. Yeah, fair enough. I'm going to be targeting players that face the Suns and not using a whole whole lot of Suns. I know you like Alex Len, but this is a game. Whenever you have blowouts like this, you do have to throw the box scores out. You just you know, the coaching dynamics change. Uh, Minutes change, and so while we both had Rodney Hood last night, and it seemed like a good play, he only plays 30 minutes. You'd like him to play more than that. He can, especially if Gordon Hayward is not going to be on the court. Gets you eight points, three rebounds, one steal. We were kind of burned by that, weren't we, Shannon? Yeah, I mean, Hood's problem is his value's just tied to his points. Um, He doesn't do much in all the other counting stats, uh, especially now that they have Shelvin Mack in the mix. And Shelvin Max, the guy who really did well for Utah last night and for any DFS owners that targeted him, 15 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds. Uh, that's three games in a row that have been yeah. pretty monster performances. Uh, Love their product. Yep, and he, he's playing really well uh, the last last week or so. If Hayward, even even before Hayward got hurt, he had a monster game. So I like Shelvin Mack going forward as long as his price doesn't go up too much. I think he was around 5500 on DraftKings for Thursday night slate. If he gets over 6000 which is entirely possible, um, he's going to be a riskier play, especially once Hayward returns. Fair enough, fair enough. Guys, uh, a lot of college basketball going on. I know we've caught a lot of it. Um Ken, I know Northwestern's not not in the running, but uh, being out on the East Coast, maybe you want to catch a game. You should use the SeatGeek app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great app. Love it, <laughs> and you get money with it. You get money with it. So Wisconsin is making another run. Somebody asked me last night who was not really that deep into Wisconsin. They're like, "Oh, Wisconsin's going back to the Final Four this year again, right? They're pretty good at that. They're going there to- two years in a row." And I was like, no, probably not, probably not. But I tell you what, uh, I, I did I have gone a couple years. A couple years ago, I did use the SeatGeek app uh, along with Waylon. Used it last year to go to the Final Four in Indianapolis. I used it in Dallas. Um, if Wisconsin makes it to the Final Four, I will definitely be using the SeatGeek app because this will be the sweetest one of all time if they make it to the Final Four. Um, one thing that I'll be doing and that all of our listeners can do as well, you can get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you have to do to get that $20 rebate is download the free SeatGeek app. You go to the Settings tab and click Add a Promo Code. That promo code for us here on this podcast is RWMBA. That's where you enter. Uh, SeatGeek will then send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Once again, download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo code RWMBA today or whenever you're ready to take it out and uh, go watch a basketball game. You can go watch concerts. Now, let me tell you this, guys. When uh, me and Waylon were talking about this, and I was telling him that you could use the SeatGeek app for concerts, too. He said he's never been to a concert before. What? 
on the on the podcast on the Tuesday podcast. I said, you know, I, uh, and then I told him, well, I'm going to take you to a concert. We're going to use the SeatGeek app. He's never been to a concert. I don't. I don't know how can that be. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm horribly confused by that. Ugh, I I don't understand it. I my first concert um, was White Zombie and the Ramones, Whoa, okay. and I was about 14. So that was good times. Ken, um, first concert. Oh, my first concert is so embarrassing, and it also dates me. Uh, uh, a neighborhood divorced mom feeling guilty wanted to have uh, uh, take her son out, and it was a buddy of mine. Uh, we all got in her minivan, and we just see men at work. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Mayweather Post Pavilion in Maryland. Yeah, men at work. I, I come the, from a land down under. Yeah. Vegemite sandwich. My first, when I, when I went to that uh, White Zombie Ramones show, it was my first experience to a, a certain smell. And like that just filled the entire arena, and I had no idea what the smell was until probably I don't know four or five years later. But I was like, "That what is that weird smell?" Yeah. Oh. You guys don't want to ask me my first concert? No, it's wait, I. I already know it's Britney Spears, right? I wish. Uh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> wait, yeah, take a guess. Take a guess. Back streets, back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have. No, you guys are hitting the right timeline though. Uh, Lil Wayne was my first concert. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne on the sofa. Lil Wayne in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And you know Lil Wayne shows up for a show in Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> no, I don't. Does he? <laughs> no, not at all. Like the Rappers like Lil Wayne only show up in like three cities. You know, like Chicago, <laughs> New York, L.A. If you're catching him anywhere else, it's going to be kind of half-assed. They don't really care. He was two and a half hours late to his own concert. <laughs> so, you had, so you had the hype man get on stage. And how old were you? I was a junior in high school. I'm picturing a youthful DJ with a little tear in his eye. What? Where's little Wade? By no means was by no means to go home and listen to Johnny Cash. By no means was he my favorite artist, but uh, you know he just came to town and it was a big deal. And uh, there was a hype man that came on the stage like every every twenty minutes to give a status update. And it was Lil Wayne just left his hotel. He's headed to the arena right now. This is like at nine thirty at night when the concert starts at seven. <laughs> Yeah, your old man should have grabbed you by the scruff of the neck and said, we're listening to Motown and Johnny Cash for four hours. Stop crying. <laughs> Little Wayne is unacceptable. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> Shannon, we played on DraftKings last night. Of course, everyone out there can be a part of the action all season long, too. You can use the promo code ROTOHOOPS or ROTOWIRE um, to play for free today. Last night, Shannon, we got burned, didn't we? We got burned by Ronnie Hood, and we got burned really bad by Brooke Lopez. Yeah, those were two, and Brooke Lopez was like my favorite play of the night. He had yeah. he had, he had a couple great performances earlier in the season um, against Chicago. Chicago is horrible against front court players. They allow, I think, it's the most fancy points against uh, for the center position. So Paul Gasol was out. I was just expecting a monster night from Brooke Lopez. You know, he played 31 minutes. The playing time was there, but oddly, he only took eight shots. I mean, that's probably uh, one of the few times this year he's had under 10 field goal attempts, three rebounds. That's vintage uh, Brooke Lopez there. Uh, Two assists, zero blocks, zero steals. So just didn't do a lot. Ended up with 15 fantasy points. When he's when you spend eight thousand dollars on him, 8100, that's going to hurt your lineup badly, and it did for both of us. DJ, I assume you went with your man Thad Young, though. Right? You had a nice one? Yeah. Last night I did not go with Thad Young. I made some questionable decisions last night altogether. Um, man, we were both, me and you were both really busy at lineup block last night. And that's when I tend to make questionable decisions. When I have five minutes, I'm just like, this makes so much sense. It makes perfect sense. Although I, I still believe Brooke Lopez, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but I think he was, I think he was a good, he was a good play last night still. I think, yeah. Before the game, yes, of course. Everybody he was. was going to Bismack, and everybody ended up being right. He had massive ownership rates right. last night. I think in one of the biggest contests on DraftKings, it was like forty percent or something, just unreal. And he should be because he had one of the best performances last night at a low price. But I, I was so ready to fade him. The the logic behind you know, the rationale behind your any picks that you make for DFS, as long as it's sound, you can you can make yourself feel better about it, even after the player tanks. But you're only right if the player goes off. That's <laughs> the only time you're right. <laughs> I just I, I always just blame oh small sample size. 
In, in gen- had this had this night occurred a hundred times in a row, I'm sure I would have been a genius. Yeah, could be. Um, guys, we had a bet from last week. Oh. Um, so let's go ahead and recap that bet. I know I was I was getting some brews either way, so I didn't care how it shook out. Um, but Lance Stevenson went off. Uh, let me remind. Night. Yeah, let me remind the listeners out there. We were just humming along with the podcast, and then Ken and Shannon decided to throw down a couple bets. Essentially, what the bet was is. Uh, Shannon really believed in Lance Stevenson exactly a week ago, and Ken thought maybe Tony Allen or even Etwan Moore were going to have better respective nights last Friday. Ken was wrong, and he owes Shannon a couple brews, and I just snuck in there and said, I'm getting brews out of this no matter what, because I'm definitely going with you guys. I lost so badly that I told Shannon, and I I put this, I think, on the comments section of the pod article, I'm going to get him mixed drinks. I I can't. I lost so badly. (laughs) Beer isn't good enough. He's going to get bourbon or something. So Stevenson's still coming off the bench for the Grizzlies. I mean, even though they have tons of injuries, so a career night. I off know. The bench. Well, uh, I'm wa- three points. I'm ah. watching the box score and like you know three minutes to go in the first quarter. I don't even think he's seen the floor yet. So I'm this just, is last Friday. Yeah, this last is week. Not, this is not the Bucks Grizzlies game from Thursday. Yeah, this is last week. So I, I was starting to get kind of nervous, but by the end of the second quarter. I, he had like 25 fantasy points at halftime. I almost sent you a tweet at halftime saying, <laughs> you owe me money. <laughs> but I, I waited until the fourth quarter. I, I did do it before the game was over. That game ended up going in overtime. I did it before the game was over because it was already locked in. But I, I didn't want to jinx myself. Um, and I want to say it was a career performance, but Lance has been on fire ever since then. Um, he's averaging over 40 fantasy points per game over the past four. Uh, he's still priced at about at 5,500 on DraftKings. So as long as they, as, as long as the Grizzlies remain shorthanded and Lance is a decent price, he's a really good value. You don't have him on your recommendations. I'm cheating. I'm looking ahead here, but, uh, that's only cause they don't play tonight. Oh, well, that's a good reason. <laughs> Sorry. Ken, it's but, time it's time for your favorite favorite time of the week, I should say. Well, thank you, because especially after humiliating myself with uh the last week's bet, at least I still am in first place. I'm up six points in the Rotowire Expert Keeper League. <laughs> I see you guys though. Uh let's see. We've got banana boats are seventh. That would be me. Seventh. That would be me. That would be DJ. And Shannon, you're at ninth. Ninth keeps you outside of the penalty payments. Is that right, Shannon? That's correct, and that's been my goal. Um, Ever since the second week of the season when I realized my team was horrible, uh, the goal was to not finish in the penalty. So I'm I'm doing great. If you're not going to win, ninth is is not going to be in the money. Ninth is the place to be. Uh, What we should talk about is how I dumped all my best players for future assets, and I've actually climbed in the ranking since then. So I'm feeling (laughs) very good. Terrible. Will Bar- yeah, Will Barton. Yeah, he has not been Barton's good for me. Yet. So unfortunately, he was a crucial piece to some of those so those trades I made. But I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. I think I have like like a ridiculous amount of money, like ninety dollars to spend was, right now. How is Will the Thrill playing worse now that the Roosters out in Denver? I don't understand that at all. It's because the talent's not legit, man. I talked about it earlier this season. He He's was on turning to the mean. Yes, he was on a nice nice run. Um, he's just, to me, he's not that great of a player. I think he's, he was a solid play. He's a decent player who was putting up good stats for uh, a, a, a stretch on a really bad team. Now you've got Moudier doing much better as the season goes on. Uh, Barton doesn't have his hands on the ball as much. They give Gary Harris 40 minutes of run almost every night. Uh, it, it's just, Barton's not a priority for that team. And I, to me, it actually makes sense, but yeah. I, he's a really selfish player, and I know that coaches haven't really appreciated that. I mean, there's a reason why Portland willingly let him go and let him walk, um, especially when this is a year that they could have used him had he legitimately been this type of talent, you know, with because they didn't know C.J. McCollum was going to be this good. Maybe they can say they they knew that, but uh, them being devoid of talent. Um, after losing essentially four of their five starters, um, I don't know. They 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 had a good pulse on him, I think, and I think that he'll be a decent sixth or seventh guy off the bench wherever he is for the remainder of his career because he can score like a Lou Williams type, where he can just straight get you buckets. But beyond that, you don't want him being a crucial member of your starting five. I view him as a poor man's Ricky Davis. Okay. Ooh. 
or not and, maybe not a poor no, man's I, Ricky Davis, but like uh, uh, you know. Actually, I'm more giggling at you reser- referring to Ricky Davis as an expensive man's uh, right. Buster Hobson. Right. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard. I think I've always heard Ricky Davis uh, of the beginning of that sense, not the end, <laughs> not the latter part of that sense. Well, Rick, those cornrows he had. He had some crazy. He had some crazy uh, seasons though. When he was on those garbage calves teams and stuff, he oh, was putting up nice stats. Yeah. yeah. No, that was the black and light blue unis they had. Oh, yeah. The corn. Yeah. Okay. Well, I might have to put a Ricky Davis picture up on the. Oh, we're not allowed to put the. Oh well, I can't do that. Anyway, okay, uh, gentlemen. Maybe we need to build our own Ricky Davis hair watch or just an NBA hair watch website for all the sweet hairstyles in the NBA. And if we do so, we're going to do that with Wix.com. Do you guys need a website? Do it yourself with Wix.com. No matter what business you're in, Wix.com is something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, which, frankly, more than RotoWire listeners, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. With hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there is no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer to design and create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com, W-I-X, Wix.com. Wix empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy, too busy, too busy worrying about your budget, your schedule. It's way too busy just to build a website. Um... Uh, so because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to WIX.com to create your own website today. The result will be stunning. If the RotoWire podcast had 75 million listeners, who would who would the host be? It would be like uh, Simmons, Howard Stern, and the chick who does cereal. Like those three would co-host it together. <laughs> right. Wow! Have, uh, wow! Really, take a shot at my ego, Shannon. I can't host a podcast that has seventy-five million listeners. Thanks, dude. If I, all right, a, as the advertising guy for Rotowire, if you host a podcast for us that has seventy-five thousand listeners, uh huh, I will buy you lunch for a month. I'm on it. Well, I got to get rid of you two schlubs. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's take hey, a look. Wait. Oh, go you, for it. You say that, but Friday, the Friday pods are our most popular podcast. I just, I tell you that. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> well, I've seen the stats. <laughs> <laughs> that's, funny. that's funny. No, no, I've seen the stats. Now we have the whole weekend to build popularity, so it's a little fixed in our favor. But. Yeah, most definitely. All right. Maybe this is why the Friday pod could be the most listened to of the week. And that's our Friday DFS picks. Let's start at shooting guard, gentlemen. Ricky Rubio is somebody that Shannon is eyeing up tonight at $6,900. Uh, $100 cheaper than Brandon Knight. You can go a little cheaper even yet with Jordan Clarkson and even very cheap with Brandon Jennings at 43 hundred dollars out of those four options shannon i know you like all four but you only can pick a couple of them well you can pick three on DraftKings, which that, that makes it fun that you can pick that many uh point guards i do like rubio a lot he's on a really nice stretch right now um 50 points 51 39 that that kind of value is is well beyond his price point of 69 dollars or 69 uh hundred dollars i just He's feeling good. He's mentioned how his shot's feeling better right now. He's he's hit six three-pointers over the past three games, which is that's huge for him. Uh, he's getting to the line a little bit and shooting well from the line. I just I like him a lot. The the Timberwolves team is playing well. They've got all their young players involved right now and really trying to work with Rubio as as the the playmaker. On the offensive end, he's setting up those young guys. 12 assists, 17 assists, 11 assists over those past three games. I mean, he's just a double-double machine lately. I'm going to keep running him out there, especially under the $7,000 price point. I think he's still a great value. He's got that 50-point upside. The matchup against the Rockets is solid. It should be a pretty high-scoring game. Um, he's done well against them already. If you know, in, in a game earlier this season, he had 39 fantasy points, so... Give me Rubio. Give me all those assists. I'll take some points. 
I want to talk about Jennings, though, because he's going up against Cleveland. His last time out against Cleveland, he played 15 minutes. Didn't get you much at all. Now, probably should toss that one out the window. Um, are you willing to go down that low, though, for $4,300? I'm not entirely positive that you can even get your money back there. Well, it's it's all about uh, Alfred Payton. And if Payton sits out again tonight, which it, I would say, I, I don't know what his official listing is right now. He was a game-time call before finally getting ruled out on Wednesday. My guess is Payton returns. But if Payton sits one, if he sits on Friday night and Jennings gets a third straight start, he's a very solid play, even at 4,300. I mean, the past two games, as a spot starter, Jennings had, Jennings had 36 fantasy points and 33 fantasy points. That's great value at $4,300. So if Peyton sits again, I'm going with him. I don't care about the matchup or anything else. Uh, him as a starter, getting 25 to 30 minutes, he's great value at 4300 Moving on to shooting guard here. Uh, usual suspects. I've, I've hated the shooting guard slate all year long because you've had Jimmy Butler sitting out for portions of the season, Eric Bledsoe out for the year. Uh, James Harden is your perennial top dog at shooting guard, it seems like. DeMar DeRozan is usually at the top of that list as well. He's facing Boston. Shannon, it's somebody you have listed tonight. But Boston is about a, a bad matchup as I could ever really imagine because um, good perimeter defenders on top of that. We know DeMarzen likes to drive to the hole. And while Jared Selinger is not a great defender, I mean, Amir Johnson is somebody that scares me when I think of closing out the lane and not allowing somebody like DeMar DeRozan to get to the hole whenever he wants. Yeah, so I mean, I like DeMar DeRozan is only 7,600. That's one of the reasons why I like him. He's averaging 37 fantasy points per game. You're not going to find many guys with that kind of production at the $7,600 price point. Most of them are going to be closer to 8000 maybe a little bit over that. Um, also, DeRozan has two games against the Celtics already this year. He's averaging 45 fantasy points against them in those two outings. It doesn't look like a good matchup, but I like DeRozan. He's got a lot of size. He's much bigger than Avery Bradley, who would be guarding him. Um, he's, he's not... He maybe not stronger than Marcus Smart, but he's taller than Marcus Smart. I, I just I like his ability to take advantage of the Celtics backcourt. He's already done it twice this year. I expect him to do it again. It also helps that he sat a game earlier this week, so even though he played Thursday, he's somewhat rested. The, the Celtics without Jay Crowder are definitely having some defensive issues. They're going small lineup with Marcus Smart, which is not working. I don't know if we'll see Smart. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if Steven switches to Evan Turner. But they're having, they're definitely having some defensive woes without Jay Crowder. Yeah, and they're playing Marcus Smart at small forward, so that certainly is a, a pretty yeah. small lineup. And now uh, he's tenacious. And if there's anybody that could play above his weight, um, I would, I would pick Marcus Smart. But sometimes it, it just doesn't work out. Right. Well, I, yeah. The height, the height advantage is still there for DeRozan. Um, it's not, it's not if, if they put Evan Turner on him. But I'm okay. Put Evan Turner on him because I expect an even better night from DeRozan if they do that. Yeah, so you look at DeRozan's numbers against Boston. That's a nice part about where we are in the season is that every team has played at least once if they're uh, on opposing conferences, and they've probably played two or three times if they're within the same conference. That's nonetheless the case here with DeRozan against Boston in two matchups, giving you 45 points on average. And so while I've stated my fears about Boston having a good defense, um, you Provide a lot of enticing, uh, you know, reason to use him. Especially here, though, forty-five points on average is, is above his own average, and I like that quite a bit. And so, for whatever reason, his his price is low, and I think that's that's a great pick tonight for sure. And, and there's some other guys that are out there. I mean, Oladipo is really interesting. He's been performing well, but his price has gone up. I mean, he's seventy-four hundred, so he's basically the same price as DeRozan. I like DeRozan a little bit more tonight. I think DeRozan's matchup is actually a little bit better, um, and he's been the more proven commodity throughout the year. Other guys that are okay, Zach Levine's got a good good matchup against the Rockets. He's 6000 I don't like that he's gone up in price so much, but he's been really good and getting 25 to 30 fantasy points a night. Um, I also like Devin Booker, and that's all about the matchup against L.A. I think that he's going to bounce back tonight. Um, as we mentioned earlier, the minutes and the shots are going to be there. Um, so take advantage of that high-scoring, ugly game out in L.A. 
You know what I like too, and we always talk about splits, like I like I did just there. And I think a lot of put, people put o- onus on splits, and that's uh, that can be good and bad. It's nice to see that DeRozan has fared well against a, a, a strong Boston team. You look at Booker's splits, though. You have to remember that he hasn't been seeing these amount of minutes for the whole entire season. So don't be deceived by deceived by his splits against the Lakers, seeing two games, an average of twelve minutes, ten and a half. Uh, DraftKings points on average, that will not be the case. I mean, he could quadruple that tonight easy. Right. I mean, with guys like Booker, um, Giannis with his new role in Milwaukee, a lot of these guys, just look at what they've been doing since the All-Star break. Um, That's almost more important than what they've been doing season long. Let's keep it moving down to small forward Tobias Harris. Not surprised you have him listed as somebody to take a look at tonight. Although Sacramento is a great matchup, $6,300. His last time out against Sacramento, Tobias Harris had 44 DraftKings points. You also have Marcus Morris here, though. Would you ever consider using both Harris and Morris tonight, considering that you know similar positions, uh, if one breaks out, it's highly, le- or it's highly less likely for the other one to do the same? Well, so with full disclosure, I'm a Pistons fan, but I actually try not to use Pistons in my DFS lineup because I don't want that bias to to sure. bleed in. I, I don't. Except for I think Anthony Tolliver, you like to throw in him. Yeah, yeah, I love <laughs> Anthony Tolliver. Joel Anthony has been a staple of your DFS lineup since 2006. <laughs> but there, there's multiple reasons to like both of those guys. I mean, one, they're playing separate positions now. While while there's some duplicity in their skill set. You know, Marcus Morris is the small forward, and Toby Harris. I'm I'm rallying behind this. We're going to call him Toby from now on. I like yeah, it. Where's Toby coming from? Yeah, Tobias. What? No, I know that, but what? I mean, why are you calling him Toby instead of Tobias? Because I don't like the name Tobias. Ken, oh, you have all a, you can. Ken, development fan. I love Tobias. Ken, I keep thinking of uh, Blue Man Group. Jokes. No, dude. To- yeah, Tobias on. Arrest Development, hilarious. Probably my favorite character, although my favorite character on Arrest Development changes after every time I rewatch it. <laughs> but it's, I'm sorry, I've never met a Tobias that's called Tobias. Every Toby I've met is Toby. Your name's Toby. That's what you call it. You know, how many, how many I've Joes? I've met a Tobias, to be perfectly honest. Uh, well, I, I've, I've only met three, but still, oh, I've no. never called one Tobias. And, and it's like <laughs> someone named Joseph. Do you call them Joseph? Do you call somebody uh, named Jonathan Jonathan? No, you call him John. You call him Joe. No, I actually have some annoying friends that prefer Jonathan. Whatever you say, Kenneth. I actually had I actually had a conversation <laughs> last night at a fine establishment in Madison about this exact topic. And uh, there were two Johns at the table. They introduced them. You know, two friends of mine were meeting for the first time. They said, John, John. And then we started talking about how like guys that go by Johnny are just super creepy. You can't trust a guy named Johnny. Toby's one of the only ones where it's like, I think it's okay to throw the Y on there. Like, mm-hmm. if I you're Kenny. Yeah, yeah. Kenny, uh, Timmy, Jimmy, Joey. If you're a grown man, don't go by that. But Toby <laughs> is like the one ex- exception. I think that's okay. I like Tobias. Uh, uh-huh. right. Hey, hey, go ahead. You keep calling him Tob- right. Tobias. I'm gonna, right. I'm going with Toby. But anyways, Toby, he plays power forward. Him and Morris are both seeing over 35 minutes a game. They're getting tons of run on the floor together. Um, Marcus Morris is actually really, really odd. He's kind of like, uh, he's Stan Van Gundy's like go-to guy a lot of times uh, with the second unit. I mean, he'll have, he'll take all the other starters off the floor. And, and Mar- Marcus Morse is the offense at that at that point. It's kind of funny to watch. Um, but on top of me just loving both of those players tonight, I mean, one, they're at home. Two, good price points. Three, the matchup's absolutely fantastic. Uh, everyone destroys Sacramento. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Both of these guys have had great games against Sacramento already this season. And then you've got the the fact that Reggie Reggie Jackson might sit out tonight. And there's really... There's really no one else at point guard who's going to come in and, and replace Jackson's production, especially from the scoring standpoint. I mean, they might have to start Steve Blake at, at point yeah, guard tonight. Yeah. Uh, and if that happens, that just means more shots for, for Toby Harris and, and Marky Morris. 
So looking at power forward, somebody that you like tonight, Shannon, is Nerly Noel, $6,700. Last night he had a, he had a great performance. Yeah, I actually might jump on Nerly before I jump on Toby. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Yeah, I like Nerly a lot, actually. Um, I, oh, oh, by the way, to jump in on your topic, I like Toby, too. That's fun. I like to switch things up. 51.5 DraftKings points last night for Nerly. Coming out back-to-back. He's playing against the Thunder. He's $6,700. I might actually stay away from Nerlens Noel, Nerly Noel, excuse me. Wow, that was such a blunder on my part. Nerly Noel. Um, last night I stayed away too and I got burned by it, but I feel, I'm feeling a little more confident tonight staying away against the Thunder. You feel differently though, Shannon. No, fading him makes sense, uh, especially whenever someone's con- coming off a monster performance like that, they're gonna, their ownership percentage is going to spike. So I get it. I just think that there's going to be enough production from them. The price point's still low enough. I mean, basically, as long as Oakford's out, which is, is should be in it, uh, 98% positive is the rest of the season, Yeah, I'm, I'm going to run Nerlens out there, um, especially when he's under $7,000, which is still the case. He's not going to be under 7000 after Friday night's game. He's going to jump up to about 7200 and he probably won't fall back down for the rest of the season. We saw him have a really productive late run last year um, and was highly valuable in, in DFS because of his ability to pick up those defensive stats is really where that comes in. Um, the other two power forwards I like, Kevin Love, he's kind of the same thing. He's coming off a big game. He's 7100 Good price point for him. Um, he's had a couple 40-point outings in his last four games. Uh, you know, there There's some risk with him because he, he dominated the last time out and LeBron James was sitting. Uh, LeBron will play on Friday. But I still like love because I, I think there might with it might be an opportunity where they sit Kyrie Irving, for instance, because I know they're going to take they're going to take their spots and sit their regulars. Kevin Love sat on Sunday. LeBron sat on Wednesday. It may be Kyrie Irving's turn to sit out a game. If that's the case, then I like love a little bit more. But it's also just the matchup with love. Uh, Orlando's not a strong uh, team against front court players, and, and he had a really good game against them earlier this year. Or I'm sorry, a few good games against them, averaging 17 points and 11 rebounds against the Magic in three outings. Um, lastly, Alex Len, we talked about earlier. Uh, it's the matchup against the Lakers. You know, he, he's good for double digit rebounds, and he's going to have 14, 15 shot attempts. I think he'll he'll convert better against a, a hapless Lakers squad. Fair enough. Let's go to the center position and similar situation that we had with Nerly Noel. We have Bismack Biombo also playing tonight. And if you're looking at the pricing, of course, he's going to be pretty cheap. And he is $4,600 going up against Boston. Now we don't know if Valanchunas is out quite yet. Let me take a look. And... Excuse me. We don't know yet. So uh, he does have a left-hand contusion. There really hasn't been much more said than that. He did have immediate x-rays earlier in the week when that happened, and they came back negative. So there might be some swelling to deal with. The fact that he didn't play yesterday seems to me, hints to me, that he won't play tonight. I, I could be wrong about that. I certainly could. But let's just assume he's out tonight. Uh, Bismack Biombo is probably everybody's first option, correct? I I think he sh- yeah he will be highly owned if Valentina sits and and I I I I would say about ninety percent confident that they're going to sit Valentina skin. I mean Raptors won last night. Bismack put I, up I risk it. Yeah yeah put up a big game. So there's really no reason to risk bringing back Valanciunas for tonight. Just sit him one more game and then have him return after that. Uh, you give him extra time off because they're, they're off on Saturday, time to practice, whatever it may be. No reason to rush it. So I love Bismack tonight. Um, good reason to check your Rotowire NBA daily lineups page. Yes, most definitely. definitely. Got to keep tabs on the injuries. And here's one that I think that you should it's – it's a non-injury starting five that you should be aware of. I wonder if Zaza Pachulia moves back into the starting lineup tonight against the Warriors. Now, there's going to be no like more apropos mashup than him facing Andrew Bogut. You're not going to get burned by having Pachulia on the court if Bogut starts as well. You look at Pachulia's last game against the Warriors, and he gave you 36 DraftKings points on only 24 minutes spent on the court. And so if Rick Carlisle decides to switch his lineup back to what it's been for the majority of the season, at $4,000 even price point, 
I think I might be looking at Pachulia as a contrarian play, as a shot-in-the-dark play to free up some money for me to take a, some higher-priced guys. Do you think um, that the Pachulia move to the bench is permanent, long-lasting, or should we really believe Carlisle when he says he's truly taking it game by game? I think it will be matchup-based, and, and one of the problems is, yes, you've got Bogut there, so he, maybe he gets in the starting lineup against Golden State, but it's entirely possible Bogut only plays 18 to 20 minutes. Yeah, he's only going to be the floor when Bogut's out there, so it's kind of those starter and name-only minute scenarios. Well, and here's why I brought that up, is that Pachulia got you 36 drafting points in only 24 minutes in their lone meeting of the season, or his lone meeting against them. So I'm saying that even if he does play that 22 to 24, there's still some value to be had, especially since he's only $4,000. I'm fully willing to admit that he may not see 26 minutes on the court, but that doesn't mean he's not valuable at this current price point. It's, it's an interesting strategy to take. It's one too risky for me. Um, but I, I guarantee you, if you start him at $4,000 and he puts up like 30 fancy points, uh, so long as the rest of your lineup doesn't tank, you're going to have a nice edge. Yeah, most definitely. And if, if you want to pivot off of him, you could go with a, it's kind of tough on DraftKings. Obviously you have late lineup swap. Um, I would like to pivot maybe towards a Mason Plumlee, but unfortunately they're playing in New Orleans and not Portland. So you can't kind of fall back on that. Maybe a, oh man, are there any West coast games tonight? I guess a, well, oh. Alex Len is is one. I sorry, I listed him at power forward, but because that's where he starts. But uh, he's actually a center on DraftKings, so I, he's a later game. But then you'd have to clear enough cap to make up the twenty eight hundred dollar difference. Well, and, you know, while we're out west, do we want to take a moment of silence to help Shannon emotionally recover from the Myers Leonard injury out in Portland? Well, if we want to talk, remember how we talked about how his team was terrible this year, his fantasy keeper league team. Myers Leonard is a major he, reason he for that. The he's one of the like biggest reasons i was <laughs> i mean i was going for broke targeting that guy and i was full believer in his breakout potential this year and i watched the portland home opener or not home opener season opener and he had a ton of shot attempts that game um just getting wide open missed everything barely missed everything and you may you have, have to you may have to give one of your free drinks to nick whalen because mm-hmm. i remember you two getting a heated argument over uh Myers Leonard. Well, even after the game, like the the coach had said, that's what we want Myers to do. We want him to have those shot attempts. We're going to keep feeding him. Uh, he's going to be a big part of the team this year. And and the thing is, it just didn't work out. He started the season off on a shooting slump and then never recovered. If he goes out there and shoots fifty percent the first week of the season, I fully believe he would be averaging like thirteen points, three pointer and a half five rebounds and i wouldn't hate him as much as i do now <laughs> i think that's a mighty big if but i i love the emotional i just love the emotional attachment you admire shit so one thing we gotta do before the end of the show is we gotta come up with our side bet for this week because oh, last wow. week's okay. last week's so big I, I actually was thinking about one uh during tj's read for seat geek you had talked about wisconsin uh so wisconsin all right i don't believe the Badgers are getting out of the first round or the first weekend. Okay. So, so they won't make it to the sweet 16. I also, I also have them not getting to the sweet 16, but I'm not going to disagree with you there. Oh, damn it. But well, I will say, I mean, I, on my official bracket, I have them making it to the sweet 16. Of course you do. So, all right, let's make a bet. I'm more than happy to bet anything. You've seen me in Vegas. All right. I will all attach to this bet since I owe. Since I owe DJ. So we'll just do drinks. Apps. We'll yeah. do brews. Yep. Yeah. So if Wisconsin so, makes it out, you guys owe me some brews. We owe you Wisconsin one. Wisconsin makes it to you 16. owe you one. I owe you a third beer. Yes. And uh, if Wisconsin does not make it to the sweet season, you has two beers. <laughs> you, no, you no that's not how. That's no, no, not how it I works. No, that is how it works. Beer. It's a round of beers. You, I owe you one less beer because I owe you two beers somehow. For the uh, Stevenson bet last week. Yes. It's the same thing. It's like whoever lost the bet between Ken and I last week, the winner gets one beer. The loser has to pay for two. That's the way it worked last week, so that's the way it works now. It's a round of beers. Oh, gotcha. Because there's three of us. Okay, gotcha. It's a round of beers. Fair enough. I just think that this isn't as even as last week's bet because Wisconsin's (laughs) a seven seed. That's what I'm saying. Whatever. We can go with a Pachulia bet. Oh, let's do that. Let's do Pachulia. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think Pachulia will start tonight. That's the bet. No. No. It's got to be production-based. 
Oh, see, that's that's rough. DJ and I do Wisconsin Sweet 16. Uh, All right. You're just going to lose one less beer that you're getting. Okay. (laughs) That I was getting free to begin with. Zaza. Okay. You you sounded. Zaza Bismarck? Is that the bet, maybe? I don't think DJ. No, no, no. But you didn't sound very very confident in Brandon Jennings. So what about Jennings versus Zaza? No, because if if, if Al Payton, if... Irving is bad on defense, and if Irving plays tonight, then then Jennings could have a good game. I, how, let's do this. I'll, I'll be bold here, Shannon, for you. I'll say uh, Pajulia getting at least thirty DraftKings points tonight. Brew bet on that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the bet. So Pachulia will be in my lineup so I can monitor that. Thanks so much for joining us on this Friday Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Ken, get us out of here. We're going to end with uh, some wise words from Vladi Divac, former Laker and now GM of the Kings. When he was explaining why he reported the Lakers camp 15 pounds heavier, he used an excuse that I think Shannon and I should, should use in the future, which he said, quote, we all get heavier as we get older because there's a lot more information in our heads. Our heads weigh more. Adios, amigos! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.